Welcome to the first official episode of Brick House. My name is Andrew Pissarro. And I am Joseph Brennan. Are we, are we going to call you Joseph for the whole fucking podcast? You can call me Joe, just not Joey. Yeah, you've never been a Joey. No, you, you never also, will. You eat like Joey from Friends at times. Like, like, I've never seen a single individual make love to pizza like you've done. I'm honored. Yeah, I feel like that is the ultimate respect one can be can be paid. I'm not mad at all. Not yet. You shouldn't be. You really, you really shouldn't be. So welcome to Brick House. Um... At the end of the day, we're going to label ourselves as a music podcast because that's what originated this whole thing. If you don't know, we used to do a college radio show, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. In the but place. as you know, music bleeds into other parts of your life. Exactly. In positive ways. And negative. And Def- definitely cares. a lot but of negative. But we're aiming for positivity. I, always always aiming for positivity, but let's be real. Like, I'm on this podcast. I'm going to kind of just sit on here and bitch about something at some point. Like, that's really all what we're here to do. But uh, after taping our pilot, uh, one of the best reviews that came out of this was it wasn't really a music podcast it's kind of a variety hour so welcome to a variety half hour because we're sure as hell not going to be sitting here for an hour to talk about also thank you for comparing me to tom petty oh yeah yeah that was one of the other things yeah i mean that's a pretty good one too like Mm -hmm. i will never forget the day that tom petty died i remember exactly where i was and was like oh shit i think you told me about it yeah yeah i was sitting on a tarmac in uh in dallas airport in northern virginia not not a great moment i think i was on the subway yeah yeah all right, well, let's get started today. We're going to open up uh, most episodes. Like I said, we're going to start with music stuff. We'll go from there. Um, one of the first things we want to talk about, though, is Joe has some new releases for you guys to check out, a couple tours, what's cooking in the music world. So this past Friday, we had a few really hot releases come out. Uh, the Earl Sweatshirt uh, producer, rapper, released a new album, Some Rap Songs. It's a bit experimental. Um, I'm 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 a big fan of Earl, like in general, and like I would also say that most Earl stuff is experimental in terms of like mm-hmm. the hip hop stuff that that people are doing right now. He has like a very unique sound to it mm-hmm. that I love, so mm-hmm. I'm definitely stoked to check this out. Yeah, he's he's uh intertwined with Vince Staple a lot. Yep. Um, the Odd Future Gang. Yep. Um, surprising about this album, the longest running song is two minutes and forty five seconds. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, we we saw this happen all summer long, where you saw Kanye put out those like four or five albums that were like twenty three 24 minutes mm-hmm. like in total so i mean but we've seen this in music before like you saw rock in its early stages was very short and then it got very long and then punk came along and it was right mm-hmm. ebbs and flows like yep. that's the way music the cycles. Is. exactly yes. so definitely check it out give it a few listens meek mill fresh out of uh prison yeah um the album's it's pretty good it's it's a good hype up album as andrew says i'm not a meek mill guy and and like so, i've never been a meek mill guy either so many people have come up to me like dude like lit like dead ass this has happened to me like a lot over the past week dude did you check out the new meek mill i'm like i'm not a meek mill guy. How, how are you not a meek mill guy and i was like it's like i get it like he has talent i'm not gonna sit here and say he doesn't but um basically the only time i want to listen to meek mill is uh before a workout before before i'm going out drinking before i'm going to like participating in a sporting event and i think that's really it like fine maybe like a really intense job interview but i feel like listening to dreams and nightmares and then going to that job interview maybe make me want to like headbutt the person i'm interviewing and i don't feel like that would be good for said interview mm-hmm. but like yeah it's, it's just pump up music and I used to say I used to have the same opinion about Rage Against the Machine, and then I fell in love with Rage Against the Machine, and like I can listen to Rage any place, anywhere, anytime. But I've never once said to somebody, "Yo, let's go back and cool it, and we'll chill at my place. We'll play some FIFA, we'll play some Madden, and we'll throw on Meek Mill." Like if I'm just trying to have like like Meek Mill is not Sunday music. I can't listen to Meek Mill on Sunday because like it's, and that's okay. Yeah, and it is it is okay. It's gonna motivate me to do more things. Than I don't want to go to the do. bar and listen to freeform jazz. That's bullshit. You yeah, know, you're, you're right. Do, you're that's right. bullshit. You, <laughs> you know. got me. 
But anyway, check it out. I feel like you're going to be at a bar one day, and you're going to be like, I like this song. And someone's going to be like, this is Meek Mill. Yeah, well, that's definitely going to happen. Also, like, he did a ton of features on it. Jay-Z was on yeah, it. And I think Drake's on it, too. Drake Drake was on cleared it. Cleared all the beef. Yeah, they cleared all the beef there. Jay-Z was on it and took shots at Kanye for all the, the MAGA stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so that this is, this is going to be an album we're going to be hearing about for a while. So yeah. take a listen to it. And number three of the many albums that came out this past Friday, Jeff Tweedy, the lead singer of Wilco, released uh, his new album, Warm. Um, I've been really digging the track, Some Birds. It has a, a chill kind of vibe. Um, I mean, it's a, it's from Wilco. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. Like, Wilco doesn't really make bad music. Yes. No, I mean, I'm, I've never been, like, again, never been, like, a big Wilco guy, and it's not, like, that I don't like them. It's just that I never had that mm-hmm. that breakthrough moment where it's like, oh, I need to listen to this all the time. But anytime you put Wilco on on our radio show or playlist that we've shared together on Spotify, I was like, oh, this 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 is really good. I enjoy this. Who is this? And, and, it's, and it's Wilco. So, yeah. So, a new segment we're going to start, and probably won't do this every show, but from here and there. Um, it's going to be called Upon Further Review. So it's it's kind of like the second chance. Like you gave I think a movie, a TV show, an album, a book, something that you were like, all right, this is good, or I didn't like it. And you, you check it out a second time, and you're like, oh, shit, I was wrong. And that oh, shit moment for me was uh, about White Bronco, the new Action Bronson album. So I listened to it when it dropped a couple of weeks ago, probably about a month ago. Um, I listened to it and I was like, this is good. Like this, I don't hear, like, I, I think I told you like the album's really good. It flows well together, but I didn't, I didn't hear like a single. I like, like, a, like you kind of threw it under the, under the, the bus a little bit. I did. I did throw it a little, under a little bus a little bit because, uh, his album that came out in 2015 with Terry and, and baby blue, like that whole album, like there's like five or six songs that, uh, that actually used to come on all the time when I worked in retail and I used to make so much money while those songs were playing. So <laughs> And it wasn't just that, like that stuff's now in my pregame playlist all the time. But we were out last Sunday and we were walking around uh, Lower Manhattan. We walked into Good Company yeah. on Allen Street. Yeah, we just walked into like this skate shop and they're like just cranking out like the it's the bottom half of the album too. It's like mm-hmm. the in like a, if it was a vinyl, it'd be the B side. But Prince Charming came on and I was like, oh shit, I forgot how good the song is. And like, and then Picasso's ear comes on. Like the second half of the album, it was, was smooth. It, it was, was. It's very, but it's yeah. action. Like any act, like Action Bronson has that very smooth. It was smooth with like a pop. Yes. Flare. Yeah. And so I. So I'm saying to Andrew, this is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> and I um so upon further review, I gave the album a, a little bit of a better, more attentive listen, and I was like, fuck. Fuck, this is this is really good. Like this is um, probably the rap album I've listened to the most since um, either Drake dropped Scorpion, which I was always going to listen to. But honestly, the one that I would compare it to more was because um, I knew Scorpion was coming out. I, I that was expected. I didn't expect Logic to drop both Bobby Tarantino two and Young Sinatra four this year, and both of those albums kind of came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh shit, these are. And like I'll listen to those songs all the time. I've probably listened to something off White Fort Bronco like at least once or twice a day for the past since last Sunday. So that's that's one to go check a look, take a look into. Uh, coming up for this next segment, um, we're gonna go back to school. Back to school, back to school to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Yeah. So, uh, there, like, I'm a 25 year old adult. Joe's, Joe's almost a 26 year old adult. And I'm very easily will admit to you that, like, there are some things that I should know that I really don't. 
and uh, but that's okay. Yeah, like you're always learning. I'm trying to. Like, I still don't know when to use whom or who or whomever or whoever. Like that shit. That shit messes me up all the time. But um, uh, Joe and I were having this conversation, and uh, there was a certain word that I definitely should know the definition for, and I have no fucking idea what it means. And the word is geriatrics. Yeah, uh, it's one of those words where it's like I kind of like hear some someone say it, and I just kind of like smile and wave, like like not smile and wave, but like kind of nod along, and I just like take a sip from my. It's drink. like when you like, talk yeah. about soccer to me. Yeah, yeah I, I don't feel like it's the same comparison, but yeah, sure, <laughs> let's do that. Um, yeah, I just nodding along. Yeah, yeah, but but there's like a difference. Like you kind of know you played soccer. Like I true. Like you're not a geriatrist. Like if the, I used to be. Really. So moving on, <laughs> would you like the definition or? A can sentence. You, can you use it in a sentence? I okay. really want to figure try to figure I out. used to work in geriatrics. Alright, well that's not fair. <laughs> I'm I'm like um I'm inclined to guess that like it has something to do with movement and like hand movement because like when you gesticulate <clears throat> wrong. Damn it. Would you like another sentence or the origin? Uh give me the origin, please. Okay. According to uh Merriam Webster. Okay. The origin of the word geriatrics is from Giras in Greek. All right, I think that means rock. N- no. No. Hand? Also English. No. Iatric. Okay, I'm not going to get that one. I took Greek for a couple years in high school. No. No, I did. That was a real thing. Okay. I failed my midterm. One more guess and I'll give you the definition. Okay. Um, Something to do with feet? I don't, I don't know. Is no, that, that, anything... that would be podiatry. And does it have anything to do with like the human body? Geriatrics, according to Merriam-Webster... A branch of medicine that deals with the problems and diseases of old age and the medical care and treatment of aging people. Okay. So what would what does it mean if someone says, like, oh, he's very geriatric? Because I've definitely heard that, that word. Uh, I guess that would mean he's old. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yes. all right. All right, cool. The more you know. Yeah, the more you know. So, like, next time I want to, like, criticize, like, a 32-year-old running back in the NFL, I should just say, hey, this geriatric shithead should get off the field does that does that fit i uh, i guess all right hypothetically hypothetically okay. hypothetical situation uh let's talk about something else we did last sunday uh, last sunday on a whim we uh strolled on over to the music hall of williamsburg to see our one of our favorite new york art punk bands yeah i also like you were like so we could do a couple things and you're like we could do this or we could go do this, and then you gave me like two or three more options after that, and I was like, I stopped listening after. I don't you even said, remember the other options. Yeah, I, I I don't think you were really serious about them, but you said, do you want to go see public practice? And I think my next, you, you, oh, this is exactly it. I was like, do you want to go see public practice? And and then I cut you off and like yes, and you started listing off like the other two bands that they were playing with, and I was like, I will pay twenty dollars to go see public practice. Like, so I, like, a month ago, right I think now. October fifth, yeah, we saw public practice play with Bodega. Mm-hmm. And shame at the same venue as mm-hmm. Williamsburg. Great show. All three oh, bands killed show. it. But public practice was still my favorite that night too. I I thought Bodega and Shame were a little better, but uh, pu- public practice was good enough to see again. Also, pu- like we almost so when we went to the Shame concert, we were kind of like or we grabbed a drink. We're like walking around the venue, and public practice comes on, and like all of a sudden it goes from like oh wait this there's no one here to like suddenly like people just start showing up and. This time when public practice, we were like downstairs, we were watching, we were there for the whole show. They just released their first EP. Check them out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got kind of like a blondie, Patti Smith kind of vibe, a lead female lead singer. 
Um, and then a female bassist, male guitarist, and then a male drummer. I'd say Blondie on Acid. Yeah, Blondie on Acid sounds, yeah. that sounds like a really, it, honestly, they're, they have a very cool sound. I think they played almost the same set, but it was, it was just as good the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, after the first song, though, the guitarist, I, I, he probably broke his bridge or something on his guitar, but he had to borrow the guitar from the headlining band, Ice Age. That's happened to you before, though, right? Uh, I definitely feel like that happened when we used to I've throw those parties. I've broken strings, but I, I've never fucked up my bridge before. Yeah, I mean, and it was it was really uncomfortable because like you and I, we were there for the sole purpose of we were there to see public practice, mm-hmm. and it was the first time I've been to a ton of shows. I couldn't tell you a number and hosted them, but anything. Anyways, I had never had a moment where like the lead singer legit said like if we don't figure this out like we're just gonna l- walk off the stage early and like I've never been at a show never, like that before, never. which was it wasn't cool. Not gonna <laughs> lie, I did not like that. No, I was like this is this isn't. But honestly, check out Public Practice. They're touring right now. They just played. I a, think they're going to Europe. Yeah, they are gonna go to Europe. Um, but I think they're playing here in New York before the end of the year. I think that I think there's a show. I want to say they're playing Rough Trade. Yeah, I think it's like mid December. Yeah. But they they just played Black Cat in DC, which is like one of the local like hole in the wall venues back in DC. Um, they're in Pittsburgh right now. They're on tour. Check them out on Instagram. Really cool band. Really cool sound. And you also saw Kurt Vile this past week. Yes, I saw the Philadelphia uh, rock virtuoso guitarist contributing member to the War, War on, on Drugs. Drugs. Yes, yes, he was a, a, a guitarist for the first album or two, I believe, um, and then went to do his own thing. Every song that he played, he brought out a different guitar. That's fucking and awesome. He played for probably an hour and a half. How much does that, like, on a scale of like 1 to 10, how, how much do you want that to be you one day? Uh, I would trade that for pretty much anything right yeah. now. We, we were, uh, so we went out to watch the Liverpool game earlier, and Joe was talking about one of his guitars, and I was like, how many guitars do you have? And he was, like, doing a count on his finger. And well, what did we come up to? Seven. Seven, yeah. And still counting. Yeah, oh, very much so. Like, he'll, like... At least once a week, he'll like send me a screen grab of like, "Oh, dude, I'm looking at this guitar." And I'm like, yeah, "Like this doesn't like, like I'm into the whole podcast thing, but it's like I'm not like looking up like different microphones to go buy. Like I'm not. It's doing kind it. of like an addiction. Yeah, yeah, definitely an obsession. I feel like that's a kind of an unhealthy one. Seeing is like the the least you're gonna drop on a guitar is like a hundred to two hundred. Yeah, and that's like a low quality. Well, it's like someone buying shoes, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, what's the most you've spent on shoes though? Uh, probably like a hundred, maybe a hundred and ten. I think I think one ten is the most I've spent, and I think yeah. it was night. I think it was Air Force, but yeah, mine were leather, uh, Italian leather. Yeah, I'm not buying Italian leather shoes because I know I know I know what bars that I'm going to end up out wearing those shoes, and that's why. Well, I, I I bought them for work, but oh okay. It, um, the Italian size was too big for my foot, so I never wore them. That's a real. That's a that's a real dagger. That yeah. is that is that is really really unfortunate. All right, uh, let's get into the meat of the business. Here we are. It's early December. Uh, this will release in the near future, but we wanted to talk about our top five Christmas songs that we both love and hate. So we yes. have we have a lot of we have a lot of songs on this list. How would you like to start? You can take the honors. All right. Well, if I'm going to take the start, just like we did last time, there's only one place to start with the greatest Christmas song in the history of mankind. This song is most is still performed to this day by this artist, um, R.I.P. in peace, Clarence uh, Clemens, because it's not the same without you. But Santa Claus is coming to town by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Brand is the best Christmas song. Like, and if you don't like that, you can see me outside. Fun fact, yeah, that was a B side to my hometown, 
uh, back in the 80s. Really? Yeah. Um, I think one of the coolest factoids about the song is that Bruce will play this song in July. Mm-hmm. And, like, he doesn't give a fuck. It's like, I, I, I do what I want. Well, he's, he's the boy. He's the boss. Like, uh, so, yeah, that's my that's my number one all-time favorite Christmas song. Like, that song gets me in the mood. But, like I said, I could put that on in July and be like, fuck yeah, Santa Claus is coming to town. Better not pout. You better not cry. I'm turning the tables. I'm starting at number five. Okay. For me, Christmas Time and Hollis Queens by Run DMC takes my number five spot. That's a good one. I just recently moved to Queens, not too far from Hollis. And when that comes on, I think of Gabby's Pizzeria uh, in Hollis Queens. Yeah. Shout out. Quick, uh, quick throwback. Action Bronson raps Queens all the time in his stuff. He's from Flushing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, I'll go to my number five, and I will put on that Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney and Wings. I think that song fucking is just heat. Like, it's really good. You've got a little bit of synth in there. You've got Paul McCartney. It, it just makes me think of, like, snow falling on, like, a, 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 like a quiet December evening, and I'm just simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Well, I gotta say, I have the utmost respect for Paul McCartney and the Beatles. Yeah? I have to agree to disagree. Oh, yeah? Not a fan? No. Not a fan. Okay. <laughs> My number four is uh, an unconventional uh, Christmas song. Oh, you going unconventional. Father Christmas oh. by the Kinks. I didn't even know the Father Kinks. Christmas. Give me some money. I mean, I would like some money from Father Christmas. Yeah, I didn't know the Kinks had a Christmas song, so... Uh, I know what you're doing later today. Yeah, I, I, me too. Um, I will go, here we go, number three. I'm going to go with Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. It's just, uh, that's the one from Home Alone when, like, he's, like, got the whole house set up and, like, he's got the Michael Jordan, like, on the train so that, like, the rock, like the wet bandits don't come in and, like, rob the house. Uh, it's a wholesome song. It's a wholesome song. It It's, like, I can pop that on at, like, my family Christmas party. I can have that on at my ugly sweater party that I'm going to throw, which actually I'm not going to throw this year. This is the first time in two years that I'm not throwing a Christmas party. And by the way, like, do you remember Do you remember the 318 Christmas party we had sophomore year where they had, so this was what would become my house in college. With the bottles on the Christmas tree? Yeah, we were just like, we, were, Joe and I. No, we, I went home. Oh, you did go home. I think I stayed for a little bit and then went. Okay, so yeah. you did go home. So uh, it was our sophomore year of college and our friends bought a real Christmas tree and they didn't have decorations on it. So me being the intellectual person that I am just every beer that I finished, I like stuck it on a branch. And so we, at the end of the night, the Christmas tree is like covered in beer bottles. Uh, (laughs) it was a magical moment. It was a magical moment. And so then two years ago, Hayden and I, uh, shout out Hayden. I know you're probably listening to this eventually. Uh, through an ugly sweater party in my parents' basement, and we did the same thing. We just put lights on a Christmas tree and then just started hanging beer cans Did on. your dad play beer pong? No, he did not. Um, and then the following year, we did the same thing at my apartment. And this is going to be the first year. Like Last year was the second annual like Hayden and Andrew ugly sweater party, and I'm really disappointed that like there won't be a third because he's obviously in Ohio and I'm here in Brooklyn, not in Silver Spring. So if that's the worst thing about me moving to New York, then like it is what it is. You take your wins, but your losses. Yes, exactly. Number three, Christmas time is here from the Charlie Brown Christmas movie. See this? All right, so by this, Vince Guaraldi. This wasn't on my list, but it was on my list of honorable mentions. That the whole pe- album. The whole album. It, like incredible. I can. That album is my favorite Christmas decorating album. Like. 
Okay, I just want to put that album on and decorate my house for Christmas. That's that's what I, I would agree. Yeah, it's perfect. It's yeah. so perfect. And I mean, you're talking about smooth jazz earlier. Like, I wouldn't classify that as smooth jazz. It's jazz, it's yes. smooth. Yes, but not smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Um, I think this is all right. So this is technically my number three because I already gave my number one. But um, again, another one that can be played all the year round. It gets the people going. Uh, the ladies in particular love this one. All I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. Okay, it had to be someone. One of one of us had to have it on the list. Mr. Like, Unconventional. Dude. Okay, yeah, you were never. You had a fucking kink song on your in your list. Of course, right? like I had like somebody's got to give the heaters. Like I'll I'll be top forty. Yeah, all right, it, it is a great Christmas. It's a great Christmas yeah. song, and also. It's come on in October at, at parties or at bars we've been at, and it just changes the entire. Like, you just see like like the whites of like people's eyes. People just get so happy, so excited. Like, like it's people, like the ice cream man coming it, down the street. It's better than the ice cream man. Like people are jumping up on top of desks and tables and like chairs, and like people just go ape shit insane for this song. And I, it's all, it's it's a heater. Number two. Written by a Jewish man, actually. Really? Yes. The Christmas song, parentheses, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Chestnuts wow. Yes. Written by Mel Torme. Okay, I didn't know that. So. Performed by Nat King Cole. Interesting. Famously. Yeah. Jack Interesting. At your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by choirs. And folks dressed up like Alright, my number two. White Christmas by Bing, Bing Crosby. It's a great one. A great one. All time it's uh it's probably it's a top five Christmas movie for me. Um the Santa Claus with Tim Allen also up there, <laughs> but uh um also Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I think they're movie. making another one. No, they're gonna make Santa Claus four. I think so, yeah. <sighs> they have no fucking original ideas I anymore. It's is what a what a uh, what's your number one? My number one yeah. is thirteen minute masterpiece my favorite things by john coltrane of course of course all right yeah i totally i can listen to that any day of the year okay i've got a couple uh i've got a couple honorable mentions uh, speaking of the Beatles, so this is Christmas by John and Yoko. Uh, very good. And what have you done? Another year over. And you won't just be gone. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the DMX version. Don't know if you know about this. It's a real thing. It started as like him like doing a rap at like a radio at a radio station, and then, like last and within the last two years, he dropped a legit single. It's on Spotify, and you can go listen to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by DMX. Which, if, if that doesn't make you want to get crunk at Christmas, then nothing will. Um, other thing, other ones I had on my list. What's your opinion of? Um, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Eh, overrated. Overrated. Feliz Navidad. Solid. Feliz Navidad does make me want a fiesta. It does, yeah. It, it really does. I want a coquito. We're just, you know, saying things out loud. Um, what's, what's the vice versa of this list? Oh, 
Oh, I forgot one because I know it's on your other list. Um, I think I think I'm not a big fan of this group, but this song very much so like the Mariah Carey version does get the party going. You cannot deny that. It's an absolute scientific take to the bank, lock it in fact. Wham! Last Christmas, and that's when I go outside to get some fresh because I know <laughs> there are going to be at least a half a dozen other people that be like, "Fuck this song." I'm going to be Scrooge and go outside. Uh, my, my honorable mentions, it's two albums. The Phil Spector Christmas album. He has that wall of sound with Darlene Love. It's it's incredible. Frosty the Snowman featured on uh, Goodfellas, which made your top five movie soundtracks list. Absolutely. And also, I, I doubt any of you have heard this before, but God Rest Ye Merry Jasmine. It's a six-song jazz album from the 80s. You really got into jazz since it's, we stopped doing a radio I've show. I've been listening to that album for like 10 or ten or 15 years. Okay. But transitioning into the least least favorite Christmas songs, Yeah. Wham! Last Christmas. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Number two, Paul McCartney, Wonderful Christmas Time. No, also in my top five. <laughs> no, thank you. And number three, Band-Aid, also featuring George Michael from Wham. See, I'm not a George Michael guy. I just like like Last you Christmas. Like... I like the synth a little bit. Like, I don't need a lot of synth. I just need a little bit. It's like a healthy dose. Just a drop. I like synth just as much as the next guy. You Okay, you like synth more than the next guy, and you know that's a fact. That, yes, this is true. Anyway, Band-Aid, do they know it's Christmas time? Yeah, uh, not great, not great, Bob. Uh, what's on my list is uh, what's that? What's that? It's really Italian. Uh, Anthony the Donkey, Dominic the Donkey. Okay, see, that's how much I don't like the song is that <laughs> it's there. Um, uh, and I kind of just wanted to say this to like get people mad online. I'm not a Michael Bublé guy. Like I know, like Michael Bublé has basically made an entire career off just doing Christmas music, which is like that is not true. It's it's kind of true. He made an entire career off ripping off Frank Sinatra. Yes. And that's why I don't like him, like because Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra Christmas music is phenomenal. Frank Sinatra entering any music. also true. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, well, I had Bing up there, but like, there's plenty of there was plenty of Frank that we could have put mm-hmm. on that list that we didn't. But um, get, around Christmas time, like, that's like the only time that I'll ever put like Frank Sinatra or or like Bing Crosby or any of that stuff in like uh, into my like regular playlists. See, I listen to Frank Sinatra. Um, I mean, I listened to this song that the Boston Red Sox stole from the New York Yankees from time to time called New York, New York. Have you heard of it? <laughs> There's some birds flying around the room. Yeah, there are. Tweet, tweet. Um, so that about wraps it up from us. Uh, here's what you can do. If you liked this, here's what you should do. You should share it. You should send it to a friend and be like, hey, my friends made their top five playlist, their top five Christmas music, and then they dropped a playlist on Spotify to get you ready for your ugly sweater party this year. Um, ugly sweater party is the best time of the year. Like ugly, ugly sweater party is a top five party for me to throw. I might have to throw an ugly sweater. Party. Oh, I have, I have. Which sweater do you do I wear? I have multiple now. I think you you should wear the oven chicken Stanley Cup. Okay, that yes, that's yeah. uh, okay. We'll <laughs> we'll get to that one. Um, I also brought the Biggie sweater up, by the way. The, Ooh, yeah, yeah. The that's a true wear throwback. that. There's a true throwback. You got to wear that when you live in Brooklyn. Now. I know, I know. So you should share this episode. Send it to a friend that that you know you think will appreciate. This, uh, the other thing you should do is rate, review, and like us on iTunes, subscribe, assuming that I have this, have my show together and have this all on the internet, but, um, do that. And, uh, the last thing you should do is send us your favorite Christmas songs and tell us which ones you hated and tell Joe that he was super pretentious with his list and that he hates Christmas because he hates Paul McCartney's gift to the world of simply having a wonderful Christmas time.
Bah humbug. Um, but yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Pissarro. And ba da 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 da. Is that it? I feel like if you do that, it'll it'll come in. Or what's is it at Joe Brennan? If you like type in Joe Brennan, will it? Maybe. It, yeah, I feel like that'll bring it up. Or just go to my Instagram and find the pictures of Joe. Yeah, yeah there's there's plenty. There's of not much there. Oh, there's a lot on my Instagram. I'm not, I'm not on mine. Oh yes, yes, this is accurate. All right, so until next time, we out. Merry Christmas.